0: You are listening to The Doncast. You're listening to The Doncast, hosted by the one and only me, Danica. Tune into my new podcast where I'll be talking to friends all over the world, covering topics of life experiences, crazy moments, and what life is like under quarantine. Hello baby girl, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Um, as good as can be within this weird time that we're in actually. It's uh, <laughs> it's very weird. But I'm okay. Um, we've actually been trying to do this a couple of times because we're in different time zones. Um, so, Anita, you are in the United States of America. And as you can tell by my accent, I am here in the UK. <laughs> yeah. um, so, good morning to you. And... Thank you for doing this. Um, oh, you're should, welcome. Should we um, introduce you, Anit? Should we um, kind of hear a little bit about who you are and where you live, where you're from? A little introduction.
1: Of course. So I was born and raised in Montenegro, for everybody that doesn't know, and most of you don't. I'm uh, an Albanian from Montenegro, specifically from a town called Tuzi.
0: Tuzi. Yep. Shout out. Yep.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I moved to New York four years ago Well, actually four and a half Yep And I live in New York
0: Okay, how was, how was um, the experience of moving from... So at the time that you moved to New York Were you living in Tuzi or were you living in Pristina?
1: So, I, as I said, I was born and raised in Montenegro and then I moved in Albania, Tirana. I lived there for a few years, and then after that, and that was actually my my last stop in, mm-hmm. in Europe, where I lived was Kosovo, yeah, in Pristina. That's where we met. So right. I lived I lived there before I decided to move to New York.
0: I mean, that is where we met, which was
1: yeah. How many long years?
0: Ago. How many years ago was that when we met?
1: Well, I really don't remember it. Specifically, was it 2012 or 13? I might ask Al- Alkena. Alkena's her first cousin, yeah. my close friend. She's guilty for me and Donica <laughs> meeting back in those days that I'm talking. Listen, uh, a lot of
0: people I've met through my cousin Alkena, um, she's kind of, you know, made me popular. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah,
1: she, she made it happen.
0: She did. So. So it,
1: was, it was probably 2012 or 2013. When we met well i know you were 20 and i was 25 if i'm not mistaking yeah five and a half yeah that's how older
0: i am <laughs> than you yeah i mean i am uh, a couple years younger but you've always kind of said that even when you did meet me i was mature for my age which i tried to be <laughs> um but yeah we did meet maybe like five years ago and then I came to visit you in New York as well, which was amazing. But maybe let's talk a little bit about how you found it when you first moved to New York. Tell us a bit about, you know, what was weird, what was stressful, how you found it. Um, was there anything that kind of shocked you when you first arrived there? Um, and I think you've got family and friends there already before you moved.
1: Yes, yeah, so that was a real big help for me. I already have half of my family here, my uncles, my first cousins, a lot of other cousins and friends. And I kind of grew up back home with all my cousins coming every summer. That's how I actually learned English. That's why I have uh, an American accent, even though I never lived here growing up. So that was a, a real help for me first that I spoke the language and the, that I had my family here. And I lived, when I first moved, I lived at my uncle's house for 10 months in New Jersey. Yeah. So that was, that made it really easy for me because I met so many other girls my age that moved from countries like. Albania, Kosovo, Montenegro, oh, wow. and they had it so much harder. They had no family, no friends, and they started from zero. I was lucky enough that um, I had family here, and they helped me with my first steps, which I'm forever grateful. And then after that, I moved, of course, because yeah. first it was, it was, it was. Uh, harder for me to commute because you know how we are back home not that we're lazy
0: but we are not used to hour uh, commuting I mean stuff. when you say we um me on the other hand that like, you know I've been I was born and raised <laughs> not in Kosovo I understand that because I mean anyone yeah, that lives both sides exactly anyone that lives in a major big city understands that it takes you an hour to get from A to B and we don't have time to you know sit down and have a coffee every five minutes but Yeah, I think, so would you say that was like the first thing that you saw, that people just were rushing all the time?
1: Yes, and obviously I was not coming from a world like that, and it was that was actually maybe the hardest part for me to to adapt in such a fast lifestyle. And back in those days when I started working, I would work in the morning, and I had to wake up at 6 a.m. and go take three different trains. And now I see it normally, now I can do it in... And it's easy for me, and it, it's acceptable. But back in those days, it was everything was new. Yeah. Not that I was scared; I was not familiar with it, and mm. it would just give me anxiety.
0: Yeah,
1: and I, I didn't, I like, I did fit in because, as I said, my my, my whole family is here. The mentality they had, my cousins, New Yorkers kind of they brought it back there and you know i was always very americanized like with yeah. music with the the traditions the mm-hmm. uh, movies since a kid you know and then my cousins helped me kind of fit in yeah quickly but the the lifestyle the work mm. uh, it's totally different than the one back home totally different especially with things that i did previously yeah and that was the hardest for me and the, the trains I hated the trains I mean I still don't have a big oh, love for the trains now listen. Either, but it was just like too much I took and that's the train why I decided to move in the city the yeah and I remember my uncle and everybody telling me that it's too soon it's too expensive it's uh like the city eats you like you have to be prepared for it you have to be tough and it was maybe that was a little bit of a challenge for me when I heard that and I kind of saw it when you go in the city it's a totally different yeah. world and it kind of mm-hmm. eats you if you're not strong enough yeah. and I think what made me stronger and tougher and a more hard-working person was actually moving in the city and challenging myself every day and started from zero with no money Yep. and I decided to move in the city mm-hmm. with with just money for rent and to eat. And then um, I'm happy and proud to say that I made it.
0: You did. You're living the American dream, baby cakes. Well done to you. <laughs> uh, no, listen, it is, it is very difficult because when you're coming from a completely different world and you're starting a new life, that within itself, it is stressful. And especially, like, maybe we can go back and, and talk about you know, when you was in Pristino, you were acting. So you went from a very, you know, comfortable, successful career to then having to move to a place where, you know, you're meeting new people. Um, should we talk a little bit about how long you were involved in acting, how you got started, um, and how you found it? Well, um,
1: uh part of my dreams when I was a kid. I always wanted to be an actress and I always like daydreamed about it. And then obviously when I grew up I um I kinda gave up on that dream and it was not something that I wanted to do for a living or but it was always like a hidden thing inside me like a wish that i always wanted to try it and yeah. i did try it yeah i did it for i think two years something like that i was i can't say i had a successful career and uh, you know oh my god i can say i was in a very successful show mm-hmm. with very successful uh famous actors that were famous already yeah when we and i can say that that's one of a, the best life experiences for me mm-hmm. uh, after i was on the show i didn't find myself doing that and especially not doing that for a living. I always wanted to try it. I always wanted to be part of it. And to see the feeling that it gives me. Mm-hmm. And yes, I did it back in Pristine. In the show that you, you already know. And you watched yeah. the
0: episodes. Yeah. I don't know if I should and mention the was, show. It and was if nice. I should it a nice
1: experience. Sh-
0: should I call them up and be like, Hey, um, are you interested in sponsoring a, a new podcast? By any chance? <laughs> Give you a free shout out. Um, did you... Um, find it were you nervous being in front of the camera because i can imagine if i try something like that you know my personality i'm i'm always joking around and i would have gotten very nervous if i you know had to remember lines and so forth like did you find it hard remembering lines um and being in front of the camera
1: uh believe it or not i was not scared i was not nervous obviously you have emotions and it's like mixed emotions of being excited and you know, finally doing something you always, like, kind of dreamed of, and my, my sister Nora says it the best, she's like, i never met a braver person than you are, you try everything, you don't care, even if you, you think you don't know it, or you don't know it, you just act like you do, and you go for it, and you're, she's like, you're like those people that just punch the, the wall with your head, no matter what, and I, I think I am brave like that, I want to try new things, I want to try things that I'm not sure of, if I'm excellent at it, but I still want to try it, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of with acting, too. I'm just going to do this, even though it's new for me. Yeah. And uh, I think I was pretty comfortable doing it.
0: Amazing. I mean, I think that encouragement kind of comes from, you know, having self-confidence as well. And if you believe in something and try it, you know, you want to try it, why not? And I think um, you were one of the first you know, people that I spoke to when it came to doing this podcast. And I will have to say thank you because you helped me come up with a name. So thank you very much. And You're, um, you're y- such an inspiration, you see. <laughs> you are an inspiration. And um, the amazing thing is, is just, you know, you're like, do it. Why not try it? And, you know, a lot of support has come from you as well. So I think that's amazing. I think having people around you that truly know you, um, and truly push you to try something. I think helps with that encouragement as well. And um, I've automatically turned you into my manager now. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> You've got a new job.
1: <laughs> Excellent, because right now, like, what's going on in the world with the uh, with the coronavirus? Yeah. And me coming now with a new job and offer a job being a manager. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm so happy. <laughs> I can't
0: believe it. I got a job. Babes, I'm going to have to send, send a you a company. check later on down the line, you know, if, if this makes it. But yeah, I mean, I appreciate your support and it's been amazing. And a lot of people have been helping me. And it's crazy to think because for me, I've, I've always kind of thought about maybe doing this. And I thought this is a perfect time to try. We're all at home. And I think the purpose of doing this is just to cheer people up, just to make their days a little bit better. And just to have different, you know, topics to talk to and um, people from all over the world. Um, but you yeah. mentioned you mentioned the quarantine. Should we talk about the lockdown, <laughs> uh, the elephant in the room? How are you? How are you finding the quarantine life?
1: Um, honestly, I I can't believe it's almost been fifty days, five zero. Yeah. Uh, until I quarantined myself and stopped working. When all this started, it seemed like, like you know, it's one of those things you see on TV, and they're overreacting, and then you see that things are getting serious. But I never thought I'm gonna find myself after 50 days uh, being locked and still being scared or not wanting to go outside and expose myself. It's a very surreal um, situation. Mm. I, it's at the same time very emotional. Yeah. knowing that everybody in the world is going through this and I would wake up sometimes in the middle of the night and think of my parents mm-hmm. who are not young anymore and uh, yeah. that was my biggest fear now I feel kind of more calmer to see that the situation is kind of coming back to normal at least back home and the people that I care and I love are safe mm-hmm. but it's 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 a big fear and it's a um, Unknown situation for the world Not just me And it's kind of scary
0: Of course I think what's the the biggest issue That I'm kind of seeing Is that there is so much misconception Misinformation um, Of what this virus is It's, you know, they are saying Okay, it's a bit more dangerous for older people And having said that um, I remember going out to the park Near my house And um, there were these two Park Police and they must have been in their 60s, 70s, they were quite old and I just had a conversation with them and they said oh yeah we had coronavirus last week and we got over it and it's fine and I was just like what? <laughs> I was a bit taken back so there is so much misundersta- like, we're misunderstood of, of like we don't know exactly what, what it is um, but it's impacted every single person's life and it is what it is and I think um, we're just going to have to, you know, try and maintain normality within this kind of world. Um, yeah, we
1: just have to, to find um, in all this bad thing that's going on in the world, we have to be uh, people who are going to start thinking positive even in situations like this. We have to um, find something that is going to give us uh, some hope Mm-hmm. and some light in these days that we're staying in and at, like try to do something to yeah. make ourselves feel happier, calmer and just hope and pray that everything's gonna be gone soon.
0: It will do, it has to, do you know what I mean? It has to. Um, do you remember what the last normal thing you did before the lockdown, whatever normal means to you?
1: Oh, uh, I think the last time I was out, it was, like, the last day before I I started quarantining was um, having lunch with mm. my boyfriend and my cousin. And I think that was my last going out. Yeah. Other than that, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Other,
1: after that, it was buying yeah. food a few times, but that was not normal anymore with gloves and a mask. Yeah. So... But this is a new normal, which is even funnier. I am kind of getting used to the situation that, oh my God, like if I go out, I have to, first thing before even getting my phone, Mm -hmm. which is kind of unbelievable, Mm -hmm. um, I get my gloves and the mask. Like it's becoming like a routine, everyday routine and it's becoming so normal. So that's kind of scary also that we're going to have to probably be living in the upcoming few months that way Mm -hmm. which is sad but if that's what this requires us to do we should all do it
0: yeah absolutely um what do you miss the most um about (laughs) our old lives of normal is there anything specific that you kind of miss or a few things that you wish you could be doing again
1: well i miss seeing my friends i miss just being able to go my neighborhood, walk around, go do my nails, go eat at my favorite restaurants. Uh, I miss going to work. I miss being productive. I miss being tired from work and sleeping, knocked out, how tired I am. I miss, believe it or not, the Mm -hmm. New York subways, even though they're dirty. (laughs) I hate them, by the way. I... (laughs) I miss the sound of New York that drives me crazy sometimes the imperfections of the city and the perfections. And I miss every single thing of my everyday life that I had before all this madness started.
0: We all miss a lot of things because that was a very long list, I must say. (laughs) Um, One thing that did stand out to me was, um, I think all the women listening to this will definitely agree. It's our nails and hair and eyelashes and all of that. Do you know what I mean? I think when we go back to normal and we are able to go get our nails done i'm gonna hug every single one of them i'm gonna walk into the shop and be like you guys thank you for coming back <laughs> this I is don't amazing i think i'm
1: gonna do my nails after this like that's like things that's part of our life before and normally we say oh i wish i could do my nails and stuff but
0: mm. when,
1: when you when you don't have the freedom which is the most important thing in someone's life i think everything else becomes so small and so like insignificant important. Like I just want to feel free to walk down the streets without a mask yeah. to be able to hug my friends and to talk to people and sit down with 10 people at, at the same time hmm. and, you know, just live my life normal. Yeah. That's something I'm, I'm missing, but so we, I'm, I'm glad I'm spending a lot of time with my boyfriend. Both of us are now locked. You are and very I, lucky. You know, a lot of people. Because... I heard a lot of uh, couples are like fighting a lot and breaking up. And, really? And I, that's 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 what I thought was gonna happen with us. Mostly for my fault, because you know it's not always very easy to deal <laughs> with me. And surprisingly, like this actually made me and my boyfriend uh, become even closer to each other because mm. we had very different schedules uh, like we had different uh, work schedules before this and we did spend time together but not as much as now 24 7
0: mm.
1: and uh, we are having fun together we are we are best friends yeah and obviously in love yeah helping us helping <laughs> us make our relationship stronger and realize that um Yeah, we are not fighting even though we're 24-7 together.
0: That is um, is amazing. I don't know how you do it because obviously whoever you are indoors with, let's say it's your husband, your boyfriend, your parents, um, when you're in a confined space for so long, you will rub off on each other and just the smallest things can get on your nerves. But I think that's amazing that, you know, you guys are getting even more closer. Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm um, shocked more
1: for myself. He's more of a... On a person, he's like more, you know, okay. Yeah. Than me. <laughs> but, <laughs> the normal um, one in the relationship. It, it's great, and that's one thing that it's making me very happy. That um, our relationship is becoming even stronger during all this, and we are actually enjoying our time together.
0: Yeah. Um. And talking of your boyfriend, I must say thank you to him as well because he's been helping me put the website together. So shout out to your boyfriend and. Oh. Can't wait for the wedding. Just thank you. M- make sure you let me know like maybe <laughs> a year in advance so I can actually start a diet and look decent for the wedding. Um, but oh, no, you absolutely. guys you guys have been great. So thank you for that. And yeah, I mean like quarantine life, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird one, but I think um, what would your kind of tips to to people be in terms of trying to keep their mind positive? You know, what, what are you doing to kind of keep your sanity (laughs) together
1: well I'm actually surprised of myself that I am being so calm about everything and when I when I realized that the things are getting so much serious that I thought I just told myself you cannot freak out that's rule number one Mm. you can't overthink stuff and I was worried more about my family back home than I was for myself but even that, I try to put uh, positive thinking every single day. Every day I would wake up whatever, have my coffee and mm-hmm. thank God that I'm good, that my, my family is good, and everybody I care is good. And that just pushed me that I have no reasons to to panic. Yeah. And uh, I actually started reading a lot of uh, positive thinking books, mm-hmm. spiritual books that are helping me a lot through yeah. these days, uh, I recommend, uh, well, right now I am going to start reading Conversations with God.
0: Okay, nice. But what's what's that about? Meanwhile, I'm
1: reading uh, the same author. I'm reading the book, uh, Happier Than God. It is not a religious book because mm-hmm. a lot of people thought when I recommended it that it's about God and religion, uh, which is nothing wrong with that, but we... We already have religious books if you're interested, but yeah. this is more about how you have to think about your future, how you are the creator of your future, obviously with the willing of God, but yeah. everything we have and everything we create, it's from our minds mm-hmm. and what we speak to the universe, and I believe it, yeah. I believe it 100%, so this is helping me while reading positive thoughts, positive words, yeah. um, I think what you're Books saying... It like this, it helps me a lot.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think what you're yeah, saying it in it, in, in general is um, our thoughts are a reflection of how we feel. And I think that's such a an important thing is your thoughts are so much more powerful than we actually think. And you mentioned, you know, a book that you're reading and a book that you're going to read as well. And I've just started one called Waking Up. Um, it's by Sam Harris and... It's searching for spirituality without religion. So, I mean, anything to t- to pass the time. But, you know, even people reading books like these can help. And just kind of, I see the brain as a muscle. The more that you kind of train yourself to think yeah, a certain way, exactly. feel a certain way. Um, and I was lucky enough to have studied psychology and I absolutely love it. Not to say that I don't have days that I don't wake up and feel like shit. Because people think you know, that people are, that are into, like, spirituality wake up and are, like, amazing. No, obviously, <laughs> each day we have, you know, today I woke up and I'm like, my mm, my energy's a bit more low. And then, you know, another day I'm a bit more energetic, which is a normal thing. Don't fight how your body's feeling, I would say. Um, but, again, something like reading and music and watching TV and even speaking to your friends, I think, is very important. If you can have a... Oh, yeah, that,
1: that is, like, uh a- number one thing especially not even now I'm I'm always a person who needs to share everything with mostly with my sisters and my close friends uh, I need to share every bit of my emotion mm-hmm. whether it's a happy one or a sad one I that's how I go through life and that's how I go through even hard times yeah. if I don't share it with people that I'm close to if I don't talk about it uh, it doesn't heal mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't I'm not a person who is just going to keep it to, to myself, and, and, you know, I have to talk about stuff, and even during quarantine, obviously, I've been spending more time talking to my close people, yeah. and that keeps me, um, uh, being so- more positive, more calm, and, um, uh, happy, and I'm, I'm blessed to have them.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I think it's so important to have amazing people around you, and I think both of me and you are very lucky to have great people around us, and I think, it's been helping, and obviously, you know me. Like, <laughs> you probably received so many different, like, funny pictures and videos from me, and that's just me. I don't mind <laughs> being the clown just to make everybody laugh, but um, that's just that's how
1: what I love about you. I told
0: you that. Oh, okay. If we're starting about what you love about me, what else? How amazing am I? <laughs> well,
1: people that are able to make other people laugh yeah. should have a special space and have an
0: Oh, in heaven. I mean, I don't know. I really, don't. I'm gonna question. I don't know if I'm gonna be going to heaven. I mean, wherever I go, I'm gonna have fun either way, <laughs> wherever the universe takes me. Um, But I think yeah, laughter is something that is it's it's important. You know what I mean? If you can laugh and have somebody make you laugh, I think it's it's the great way to kind of get you through shitty times. And like we were saying, talking to people is a good way to pass your time and just feel good. And to be honest with me, all I've been doing is daydreaming and putting plans together of when we'll get out. I've probably planned about, like, 50 trips in my mind um, about God knows how many parties and dinners and, you know.
1: Right, New York. You know the
0: place is, right? <laughs> and I need to come visit New York, but I don't know. Let's see when this is all over. But, I mean, kind of having something to look forward to, I think, is really important. If you've got something to look forward to, even if you know that you're waking up tomorrow morning and you're going to make pancakes... Simple as that. It's something that you're you're kind of thinking oh, that's, about.
1: That's that's something great to think about.
0: Yeah. I mean I used to love you cooking for me when I stayed over um when you were in Pristina. I had a summer where I stayed over at your house and you used to cook so much. I used to love it. I used to be like, Oh This is great. Thank you.
1: Nothing changed.
0: Nothing has changed. Exactly. Well,
1: now actually I'm becoming, I said, when I get out of this quarantine, I'm going to be a professional chef. And I mean it. I've been cooking every single night and I'm loving it. Yeah. I enjoy every bit of it. I I mean, I always cook. As you said, I cook when we met. When when Mm. was that? I don't even remember. Yeah and i even liked cooking back in those days when Mm. i lived in my home with with my parents and my sisters yeah my mom never made me and my sisters do anything Mm. she was always you know what you guys are gonna have enough time when you have your own families and your own kids you're gonna have so much stuff to do cook and clean that you don't need to do it now and she was very different than most of the mothers when it comes to that. Yeah. And then when I moved out and started living by myself, I said, Mom, I wish you pushed me to yeah. <laughs> do stuff more, like to, to know how to cook. I knew I was always good in desserts. And even back you, home when yeah. I was with my parents, I would make so much desserts. But I didn't really know how to cook, cook. Yeah. Then when I moved out, I was kind of forced to do it. And I would stay on the phone and ask her questions. And I would, yeah. YouTube or stuff. And that's how I started cooking. That mm. this is like what eight years ago maybe,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, slowly I learned how to cook. And I love Albanian food. So who doesn't? Who doesn't? Most, yeah, Albanian and Italian. So most of my dishes are Albanian or yeah. Italian. So I kind of teach myself how to to do it and i'm loving it
0: now i i see it as one of my passions so do i to be honest i don't know if you majority of people that um see my instagram stories it's either foods that i've uploaded and i'm trying different recipes and i'm like i've always loved to cook and i've always been good at it but i i use cooking as when i feel a bit anxious so I, i do suffer from anxiety from time to time so when i feel anxious i get myself in the kitchen and I just feel happy. I really? love. I love feeding people. I love, you know, like getting a huge kind of dinner together or lunch or whatever. It is. So I absolutely love it as well. And I think it's a great little hobby to have if you're into it. Um, yeah. Does um does your boyfriend like the Albanian traditional foods?
1: <laughs> oh my god, he got he got so obsessed with it. I see him now, like every time I make something, when his mother makes makes dishes, which she is a. a, a excellent cook like amazing yeah. cook and it's like you know more like italian or american and mm-hmm. then when i make my albanian is totally different especially if it's pita oh, or stuff like that it. like it's it's obviously heavier yeah he eats it in, in like in white cheese cuz you know we eat white cheese with everything great cheese and yeah and then i, I just caught him i said what the hell you everything you're eating is like Albanian style. (laughs) You've turned him into an
0: Albanian. Love
1: it. Oh, did you make this? Because he knows that I'm going to put more salt and I'm going to make it more heavy. I said, Oh my God. The Albanian people. He loves Albanian food. I I took him um, to a restaurant in the Bronx with excellent albanian food yeah i was so excited like you know represent albania and i was (laughs) so nervous and everybody was taking i would stare at him to see the reaction he's like oh my god this is so good i love that so he loves it and um i try to make as much as as I can not our, our Albanian food, but it's, yeah. you know, during this time, it's, what else? it's hard, it's hard to eat that food, because then you just sit all <laughs> oh, day, oh
0: my god, listen I, to this, I
1: started gaining weight, so my mom, and I guess this sa- summer is cancelled, so we're
0: fine, listen, I, I mean, I really don't care, as long as there is a summer, I don't care how I look, because I started exercising, and then I started eating more, and my mom, the other day-ish, I think, She um, was making some food for our neighbor as well. So she literally made pasol and pita. So I had pasol and pita within one day. This is where shit is getting crazy. Like, no, like, I can't be doing that. It's getting over, like, (laughs) it's going a bit crazy. But, you know, we love our traditional food. And I don't know why, us Albanians, we love our salts. And I can't eat anything without salt. So it's strange. but, I mean, yeah, that's, that's all we're doing is eating and trying to stay positive. And would you kind of, like, give any tips or any kind of last kind of advice to people that are listening about how to be positive and how to be normal? And then, um, yeah, we can make people kind of think about their own lifestyle as well. Well,
1: I don't know if I'm the right person to tell them to of be more popular. I'm I just hope and I just wish that everybody's going to see this as something good, something as life-changing, and let's try and not see it as bad as it is, though, but Mm. also I'm trying to see the positive side of it. A lot of people are spending so much time with their parents, with their families for the first time after so many years, especially people that live out of town Mm -hmm. or their parents live in other countries. I see families more united than ever. I see um, people caring about other people more and helping people, yeah. which is somehow I think this might be maybe um, a wake-up call for everybody to see the world differently, to see life differently and not take things from granted and then yeah. realize that we cannot live like we're going to live forever. Mm-hmm. We have to realize that, Everything can be taken from us. Yeah. And like we have our to lives. <laughs> enjoy every single moment of it. And to spend so much time with the loved ones, to tell them that we love them, that we care about them, take care of people if we can, give love, support, yeah. and stay united.
0: Amazing. Wow. I I'm need... I'm, I'm loving our, our ending. Um, I wanted to leave it on... I think I'd love to ask everybody, you know, what their advice is on other people and how they should be kind of you know um, how they can help themselves so on that note i want to say thank you again for doing this crazy adventure with me um (laughs) and yeah thank you for your time honestly i think it's been great so i'm looking forward to what else in the future we will definitely do another episode for sure maybe less serious maybe we can do a little bit more about my time in new york and so forth but again thank you so much
1: It was, it was my pleasure, absolute pleasure. And uh, I know you've been wanting to do this forever. And that's why when you told me, I thought it's a great idea. And I'm happy you're finally yeah. doing it because I think you're going to be great. And I think that people are going to like what they're going to hear. Uh, not just me. <laughs> people are going to have It's all you, about me. Obviously. And uh, I'm so happy that I could help yeah not help but like push help to push your thing that you can really do it because i know you can do it thank and you i know you're gonna be great at it and uh, i'm i'm so happy to be part of this can't wait to to listen to everybody after oh,
0: me. the pressure I, is on I, now I hope i'm
1: gonna be good luck <laughs> you are a good start
0: <laughs> i mean thank you again <laughs> but yeah thank let's you. see love you. i love thank you love you for having me <laughs> You are listening to the Doncast.